Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Dear Family Courts podcast. My name is Lisa Welter. I'm your host, along with my friend, Jen Konezny. Today, Jen and I interview Pastor Michaeline Verlotz. She is the senior pastor of St. Timothy's Lutheran Church, just down the street from me over in Fridley, Minnesota. You're going to hear the firsthand story of a pastor's journey through COVID-19 and why Michaeline chose to get trained in transformative family mediation. Friends, she is leading the way when it comes to congregational well-being and uh, community well-being. She has taken this skill set and maximized its potential. But I just love that as you listen to Michaeline, you can hear her peaceful presence, her calm nature. Uh, You can hear the wellness even in her own life as she has found a technique that has been so helpful for those that have been struggling within her congregation and then also within the mental health facilities as well. So take a listen to this very inspiring episode. Thanks for joining us today. We have uh, a special guest joining us, and her name is Michaeline. And I just want to welcome you to our podcast, Michaeline. Thank you for being here today. Oh, thank you. It's such an honor to have a conversation about something that I'm really passionate about. Awesome. We can't wait to hear all the passion you have. And we we already know so much about you, but we can't wait to just share what you're up to with everyone that's listening. Um, so, Michaeline, why don't you just tell us about yourself and a little bit about your journey? Well, I, my journey has not been a straight line, I, but all roads have led to where I'm at today. And first of all, I'm married to a terrific husband for 38 years. Jim has been so supportive of all the side trips I've taken. And then I have two wonderful children who I've got to practice mediation on throughout their life. They didn't know that. And they're both married and I have four adorable grandchildren. But I'm also a Lutheran pastor, and I've been a pastor for almost 20 years. But my side trips included studying human physiology in college, in which I learned about human systems. And then in seminary, I've focused on transformational congregational work, teaching congregations and who had their heyday and to work through their conflicts, their, their loss of mission and vision and to reinvent them. Then I did postgraduate work after seminary at the Bowen Institute and studied family systems. And then strategic pastoral counseling was something I designed. And then I was able to put it all together when I ran into Lisa and Eugen and suddenly heard about transformative family mediation. So yeah, all the roads led to this unique training that I got to participate this past fall. Wow. Michaeline, you you have been on an adventure of a lifetime. It sounds uh, very I'm, fun. And yet and I would imagine there's been some moments where you're like, what is going on here? <laughs> oh, exactly. It has been crazy. And that's why my husband is such a saint because he's like, now what, you know, what is she up to now? I love that you are the lifetime learner. I totally resonate with all the things that you've talked about, especially from the Bowen Institute. I can imagine that 
as you uh, engaged with our training, you found a delightful surprise in that. I did because there's a lot of systems work when we talk about conflict, because we're dealing with people and working on their differentiation. Tell us a little bit, Michaeline, about why you decided to get trained in transformative family mediation as a current uh, senior pastor. Well, in my work as a pastor, I do a lot of pastoral counseling, especially in these last two years with, with COVID and all the stress and anxiety um, that people have felt in their lives and so much time together has caused conflict. And and conflict isn't a bad thing. All conflict is is two people who value something but see it differently. It's a clash of values. And I have really enjoyed sitting down with families in conflict and helping them sort things out for themselves. And to really think through, you know, why is this important to me? And to be able to articulate to the other person what is going on. Um, yeah, I was originally trained as a civil mediator. And I noticed so many times afterwards, people left with a, an agreement, but people weren't happy. They were still feeling very broken. And with the, the method of the transformative family mediation style also trained us in circles. And here is where the real work begins, the real healing and the opportunity for that new life that is so necessary when you're dealing in the do and the muck of real life situations. Yeah, and I use a caterpillar as an image. When a caterpillar is being transformed, it goes through that state of goo. And it's the scientific name. It's goo. It's messy. And it has to let go. And in mediation, we have to let go. Um, my background, as you guys know, is attorney. And I'm also a licensed pastor. Um, and this work has been really confronting for me in a really good way about um, the burdens that I've carried or the hat I wear or the role I have before coming into this work and then how the transformative, you know, mediation process doing circle has enabled me to almost utilize different parts of myself and not carry things so heavily being the expert or the one who has the direction or the wisdom or the information, um, how has it been for you? Have you found that? Or like, tell us a little bit about like how, that, how this has professionally shifted things for you. It has been, it's helped my self-differentiation because like you, we're trained to be the expert. You're supposed to know, even though we don't, we may not have a clue what we're doing, but we're, we've been given power. We walk into a room and people expect us to have the answer. And so we buy into our own belief of, yeah, I've got to have the answer. And being trained has really said, you know what? No, I don't have to have the answer. I don't have the answer. The person in front of me or the people in front of me have their own truth. They have their own answers. And it has given me such freedom 
to do better work because I'm comfortable in my skin and I get to model being differentiated. And, and I give the other person or the couple or whoever I'm working with the freedom to be their best selves. And so I have found that I am less stressed and I'm okay walking away sometimes when, you know what, there was no solution or the solution is a not yet. It'll come, but it's not at this time. And it's given me such freedom and it's really been helpful. That is awesome. Lisa, what do you have to say? Oh gosh, I just love how you articulate things, Michaeline. I I totally resonate with what you're saying, and that there really is this uh, resolve when we follow the process that we can remain well differentiated and not have the answers for them. And yet, that feels so empowering to the people who are struggling through conflict, which seems counterintuitive, right? Because mm-hmm. we. we most people, when they come to their pastor, they're expecting some advice or, you know, some counsel. And I, and while, yes, you certainly are contributing to the conversation, it, it just feels different. It feels lighter. And uh, I think that's a good way to steward your leadership. Tell me a little bit about what you are thinking and dreaming about now. It's been a couple of months. You've been processing through this. We've had coffee and talked and just share with uh, Jen and I in the audience, what are you thinking about now? One of the things I have developed is conflict coaching. And I've done a number of these already in which I, people who are nervous and not clear about what they want to say in that mediation, that I have a one-on-one meeting with them. And sometimes I teach basic listening skills. Sometimes I help people help themselves to clarify what is the real issue. At the end of the day, what do you want to be able to say or to accomplish? And we can do role plays. um, And I can also teach them about their conflict style, that there's several different kinds of styles. They're all good. Um, but what is the best tool, the best skill right now to help you in this situation? And it better prepares people for when they do enter into mediation. I'm also doing a lot of work with designing circles. Um, I'm going to be doing a training this coming spring with a number of churches, bringing their volunteers together. Um, who are interested in learning about circles and how can we use circles in a church? Um, I've used circles with our council when we've had sticky issues that we could work through that we can suddenly just suspend the regular meeting and move into a circle. And seeing the results of that has, has been really wonderful. We have gotten to good decisions. We've also been able to learn about each other a little bit deeper and move away from always doing the business of the church and really get to know each other relationally. Um, Also, I've been partnering and looking at partnering with an organization that the church has partnered with, and that is Mental Health Connect. And it's an organization that is, it educates, it provides resources, as well as help people connect with needed 
services, and hopefully I will be their preferred um, transformative mediator come this spring. So, and I'm just kind of being curious about people and places where I can use my gifts and talents, both as a pastor and as a mediator. That is so awesome. Oh my gosh. I, you know, Lisa and I have had this conversation and we, we love everyone that goes through our training in, in their own unique way. But Michaeline, if we could like create the ideal person that could grab hold of this work, own it and advance it in the world, it would, it would look like you <laughs> completely. Oh, thank you. That is so sweet and kind of you. <laughs> it's just true. It's just true. I, I have a question that as you were sharing, it made me think about what you were sharing in the beginning of our conversation about your journey. And when you mm-hmm. think about this work and having this, all of this skills and tools that, that this training gave you, but then everything that came before, all the things you're already passionate about and how there's this convergence happening now with this kind of the final thing dropped in the slot for you to really go out there and do the work of everything you've been called to for all these, all these years. What is, what is your hope for this work? What do you see it impacting um, through your influence? Oh, wow. You know, my personal mission statement has always been, I want to make the world a better place. And I do that by one person at a time. And when my time on earth comes to an end, I hope to be able to turn around and look and say, you know what, I made a difference. And maybe it's just one person's life that I made a difference. And using the skills as a circle keeper in the transformative process, I really hope that I can fulfill my mission on earth and just make a difference in someone's life. So yeah, um, the world needs, the world needs this right now desperately. We can't keep running to therapists. I mean, therapists have a very important place in the world. Lawyers have a very important role in the world. Pastors have a very important role, but there's that special spot for people who embrace um, restorative circles, people who embrace and trust in the human capacity to heal because it was here before all of us were doing our professional roles. I love that. Oh, Michaeline, it's such a privilege to, to just be a cheerleader on the cheerleading squad for you. I'm so proud of the work that you're doing and when I think about, you know, scripture, you know, we've got three pastors here on the call. I think of first Corinthians <laughs> six and, and uh, Paul is speaking to the church and saying, why would you go to the outside courts to have your settle or to have your arguments heard in an arena where it's conflicting with your own values. And he's really challenging pastors to think more deeply about the mediation process that would be available to like-minded people to the believers. And I just really feel like you are leading the way in the local church. And I'm just so thankful 
that you're carrying that baton in all the different facets of life that you're finding opportunities. It's just incredible to watch. When I think about you and you're on the qualified neutral list for the Minnesota mm -hmm. uh, rule 114 roster, I, who are the people when you, I'm going to go back to the caterpillar analogy, because I just love that. <laughs> who are the types of individuals if they were looking for uh, considering reaching out to you, what are the people that are going through the junk or the goo? What do they look like to you? And who do you think you can mm -hmm. best serve? You know, I really, I want to serve people who get caught into the mental health system, people who are on the spectrum, people who we discount in society, um, you know, people who are struggling with mental health issues who we who we think, well, they don't know, or, but to sit with them and to coach them and get them ready. Yeah, it's, it takes extra time. It's the underdogs of society who I want to serve. Um, yeah. And yeah, it takes a little more time, but they're capable and they can get there. Um, you know, yeah, that's, that's the group of people I want to serve. I want to serve those complicated ethnic families um, who are struggling with what does it mean to be now an American and my children, that generational divide, helping those families hear the stories as well as help their children to launch in our culture and for their children not to turn their back on families that they don't understand their immigrant stories. So yeah, it's a very diverse population I'd like to work with. That is awesome. Michaeline, thank you so much for sharing your passion and your heart. Um, we're going to have Michaeline's information so you can connect with her. Um, and we're just so thankful for everything you had to say today. And we're thankful for who you are in the world. And um, we're just so excited to see you go out there and, and be that difference that you can look back on your life and say, you made a difference even in one person's life. Oh, thank you. You guys are the best. <laughs> and I'm honored to be in your circle. So thank you. Well, there you have it. Isn't Michaeline amazing? If you are wondering, how can I get a hold of this incredible woman and talk about what she has learned? We would encourage you to go to our directory of mediators on thecatalassogroup.com. Click on the directory and you will find Michaeline's information there. She also is the senior pastor at St. Timothy's Lutheran Church, which is over in Fridley, Minnesota. So you can just Google that. We'll also put that information in the show notes. But when you think about the work that Michaeline is doing, the way in which she is collaborating with other faith leaders and uh, trying to find avenues for outreach in her community, she's the lady in the community you would want to be connected with. So please don't hesitate to reach out to Michaeline. She really is just a true gem. And we are so thankful to have had the opportunity to train and equip her to go do this work. Well done, Michaeline. We are so proud of you.